Welcome to the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I have been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast, which is named after the song by The Who, is about my experience behind the story, what my experience is doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is episode 67 and the first episode of our fourth year of doing this podcast, which means we're celebrating our three-year anniversary. In the time we've been doing this, we've seen a lot of podcasts pop up and we've seen even more disappear. So we're very happy to still be going, and that's in large part due to our listeners and to Lawrence's perseverance. We publish monthly with a new episode posting on the second Wednesday of each month. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com as it is the highest quality audio and avoids copyright restrictions. This episode is on a couple of unusual interactions with Dave Kahan of Depeche Mode. Waiting for the last time For my friend to change my mind Waiting for the last drop Seems like a long, long time Here are a few snapshots of my encounters with Depeche Mode front person Dave Kahan. Before I get started, you might want to hit pause and go back and listen to the Martin Gore episode of the Pictures of Lily podcast, which is episode 31. That episode and this one aren't necessarily a part one and part two, but it might help to have some context of my background with Depeche Mode. This background only began in 1989 at the time of the release of their single, Personal Jesus, ahead of their album, Violator. By the time I had my first encounter with Dave Gahan, it was 1996, a good six years after the frenzy of Violator. I had completely different friends than those with whom I shared my Depeche Mode discovery moments. And I had been writing about music for four years and was very used to being around musicians I had grown up with. I was at an after-show party for a Black Grape gig at On The Rocks, the small bar above the Roxy here in Los Angeles. I was sitting on the couch and a couple of the people I knew from the band had left their coats for me to watch, which I didn't mind at all. Then this guy I didn't know who was super tall and super skinny in a lime green suit with a white wife beater threw his coat down for me to watch. This bothered me greatly. I was sitting there stewing and thinking, who the hell does this guy think he is throwing his coat at me? When the guy came back, he sat next to me and asked me if I wanted to see something cool. I was still trying to be mad, but there was something very confident and winning about his demeanor, so I said okay. He showed me his watch, at the time an analog one, where there were two cartoon figures fornicating when he pushed a button. Normally, this kind of thing really puts me off, but it was so unexpected and so non-threatening and genuinely funny that I forgave him the coat faux pas instantly. Then I realized the guy was Dave Gahan. I wanted to keep my prior nonchalance, but it was hard work maintaining that attitude. From that after party, we were going to move to the Viper Room. It's hard work getting a big group of messy people to walk a few blocks to a different location, all at the same time. And I wanted to make sure that Dave came along. But I also didn't want to seem too anxious about it. 
He did come along and I overheard him talking to someone else saying his ex-wife was there and that he was still not over her. She was dancing around with a feather boa and attracting a lot of attention, but mainly his. I got bored after a while and went home. A few weeks after that, MTV News announced that Dave had overdosed and he had been arrested on drug charges. That really shook me as I felt I had just seen him and we had a fun time. But in all honesty, most of the Black Grape guys were heroin addicts, which I knew, and as long as they were functioning, I just dealt with it as they were very nice to me, especially Paul Wagstaff, whom everyone calls Wags. I didn't know Dave was in that same situation as I am not that deep of a Depeche Mode fan to keep track of their every move, musical or otherwise. Looking back at that time, it's scary to think how close Dave came to dying more than once. This made the fact that we did a delightful interview last year all that much more awesome. I had a chance to speak to Dave far ahead of the release of Depeche Mode's upcoming album Memento Mori for Variety. Well, I'm knocking on death's door Will I take my rest Among the blessed Mother, are you waiting? Father, are you pacing? I'm coming home. I have interviewed Martin twice before, as I mentioned in episode 31 of this podcast, but this was my first time speaking to Dave. I was flossing my teeth while I was waiting on the video call. Dave jumped on just a minute or so before our designated time, and I was caught unawares, still flossing. I immediately asked him, Did you catch me flossing? He busted up laughing at that and assured me that no, he missed the flossing, but that that would have been a first. I told him I had a dental appointment right after our interview and I had to go in with maximum oral hygiene. He definitely sympathized. Our interview mainly revolved around death and getting older and mortality. It was nowhere as morbid as it sounds though. In fact, it felt really good to talk about death to someone who wasn't afraid to speak about it. I've had so much death since I was 21. I live with it in a way that I don't feel other people necessarily do. We didn't bring up Dave's own multiple near-death experiences tied to his drug use. We did talk about Andy Fletcher, or Fletch, who was a founding member of Depeche Mode, who passed away last year in the middle of Dave and Martin writing Memento Mori. We talked about losing friends and how that is happening more and more often. I told him that my friends were dying and every time I lost one, I got into a little bit of a panic about those who were left. I told him I felt I should constantly be reaching out and being in touch with everyone, which is impossible. This is what Dave told me. For me as well, it seems to be that in the last couple of years, you get a phone call from someone so-and-so passed. Or remember that guy that we met in Scotland? He's gone. It's happened to me a couple of times, Fletch, of course, and a friend of mine, the musician Mark Lanigan, earlier this year. Yesterday, I was playing a playlist that Mark had sent me last year of songs, Gene Clark and all kinds of singer-songwriters that he wanted me to hear. Songs that he would say, you'd sound great on this song. I really miss that. Playlists from Mark, songs that he felt as singer to a singer would be good for me to sing. He's gone. I miss him and what he brought to the world and his music. This is part of life as well. Death is a big part of life. We fear it, and maybe we should somehow learn how to embrace it more. Dave went on to say, I just turned 60 this year. Martin turned 60. In our minds, we both still feel very like these young kids still trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing. But at the same time, we both lived a lot of life and we have all that as well. 
friends and family that you don't get to see as much as you'd like to, we all want more. This is something that is human nature. We want more of everything. The truth is, at the end of the day, we realize we don't need that much. And it's a luxury feeling, I know, to have that. I understand that there's many people in this world that don't have that much at all, who live awful, hard lives. I said to Dave that I felt there was a massive fear of death, which is normal, but that I feel like people think that if they ignore it, it won't happen. This is what Dave said about that. When you lose friends and family, of course it brings up your own mortality and you start questioning your own time on this earth and what you're doing with it. The title Memento Mori translates to remember that you must die. But also, as Martin said in a couple of interviews that we did, it also reminds you that you must live. Live your life in the best kind of way you can, be kind to the person on the street, smile, call a friend, and tell them you love them. Simple stuff that we take for granted. It's like it sounds trite on some level, but it's real. We are all busy in our own worlds and we forget to do it. Even though I felt that Dave was quite prepped to do Memento Mori interviews, and of course he has had over 40 years of media experience, to a certain degree, it was still a personal conversation, which I want all my interviews to feel like, at least a little bit, otherwise it's really hard to write a decent story about the artist. What? Those are my two very different encounters with Dave Gahan, 26 years and many worlds apart. You can find my interview with Dave at Variety.com and it is also linked at PicturesOfLily.com. The Martin Gore episode and interviews are also linked at PicturesOfLily.com. next episode, I'm going to be talking about my myriad of experiences with Blur in the first decade of their career. In case you missed it, Lawrence released his five-song Regal Standard EP 000001 on 11-11-22 at 11-11 a.m. It's a banger, and I will have it linked in this episode. If you'd like to support artists, the best way to do it is with cold hard purchases on Bandcamp. His first Regal Standard single, Understanding, is also on his Bandcamp profile and deserves its own special listen. While you're at it, make sure to check out Lawrence's curated playlist on Spotify each Friday. Just search for his artist name, Regal Standard. And if you're into psych rock, search SoundCloud for Lawrence's other project, The Zits, which I will also link in this episode. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or Instagram or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. There's also a Pictures of Lily newsletter which goes out when each podcast episode posts with a bonus newsletter in between that you can subscribe to on picturesoflily.com. 
Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily. 